You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up guys, welcome to episode 25 of PlayStation Unchained, PSU.com's uh, one and only, well, actually technically no, it's one half of our podcast, actually, <laughs> we, have, uh, now, we now have our racial diversity um, whole shindig going on by Dane and um, all the other guys, so yeah, quite confusing, but we sh- you should check it out if you haven't already. Anyway, I am your host, um, Mike Harridance, and joining me once again is my partner in crime and co-star, co-host. Co awesome Ben Schillerbill Hall, aka Chili. How's it going, Ben? I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, it's been a while since we had the time to chat, though, because we've keep missing each other for the podcast. Yes, uh, yeah, it's good to be back in the um, yeah. the, the chair again. Well, it, well, me and you, I always see the thing with me and you and Ben, and we're kind of like the two Ronnies. We run the show together, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Little <Yeah>. and large. <laughs> and, um, I'm the large us, part. <laughs> Join us for the um, first time, I believe. Yeah, first time is. Uh, Actually, I'm a fairly new um, editor at PSU.com. It's Michael Martin from the US. Mike, how's it going, pal? Uh, I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good, thank you. It's good to have you on the podcast. I know you've been wanting thank to be you. on for yeah. a while. Yeah, great. And um, so you've been up to much, Mike, this week? Uh, this week, yeah. Actually, I've been up to a lot. Um, just taking care of a lot of writing stuff um, for the, the website. Obviously, that's PSU.com. Go check it out. Um, oh. <laughs> <We're-> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, there's just a lot of different uh, – I've had a chance to post a lot of different new stuff and um, been working on some uh, feature, I guess, interview uh, things that uh, – I've got one thing that I'm working on right now with Zombie Studios. So um, mostly, yeah, just catching up on that and, and you know, logging in an, an hour or two here or there on my PS4 when I can. Awesome, man. Good. It's good to have you on the um, show. Good to have you both here. Um, just three of us today, guys. Um, we may have um, actually we may have Dane popping in later who wants to uh, announce something quite interesting. For those of you who've been following his work, uh, sort of uh, around like last year when he did the La Sombra files and everything, you might want to stay tuned for that. Hopefully, we'll be able to make it. Anyway, um, let's uh, crack on with the show now, guys. Um, we're going to be condensing some of the news now because we want to try and get some other stuff in. Uh, First one, this was really, really hot earlier of the week, is news that apparently Red Dead, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is in development and will be out this year, and also GTA 4, sorry, 5, is coming to PS4. Uh, this was from an analyst, um, Colin Sebastian, uh, who said, um, he was speaking at the 2014 Video Game Industry Predictions and Quarter 4 Results Preview. That's a mouthful. Um, he says, and I quote, Take-Two continues to produce some of the highest quality console and PC games, which we believe should transition well on next-gen platforms. And this is a juicy bet, because he goes on to say, we expect product annou- announcements over the next year, such as extending GTA V to other platforms, example PC, next-gen consoles, the next Red Dead, to help improve revenue and earnings visibility. So, obviously, guys, now, uh, Red Dead Redemption... Um, came out in may 2010 people have been calling out for a sequel for a long time now um that itself is a, a, a sort of a spiritual successor to red dead revolver i believe which is 2004 right. um what do you guys think about this now um i 
I must admit, Red Dead Redemption is currently sitting on my shelf waiting to be played for the first time. I'm very late with that, oh. as, I am with, as I am with GTA 4 and L.A. Noir. Basically, Rockstar's three big games from this gen, not counting GTA 5. So I've yet to sample this game, but I know that it's meant to be amazing. So based on that, I would love to see a sequel to something that's apparently so good, but I will reserve judgment, obviously. So guys, it's just down to you. What do you reckon about this Red Dead 2? Do you reckon it's a good idea? Do you reckon they should leave the franchise alone, just make it that kind of one-off thing? Let's hear it. Anyone can go first. <laughs> no, I don't think they should leave it alone. Um, I, I, It's actually one of my f- most favorite games of, I don't know, what are we calling it? Last gen? Current gen? Uh, oh, this is the thing. Yeah, <laughs> technically, should be last gen. Yeah, last gen. Current gen is now PS4 and Xbox One, but people still refer to it as next gen. And the weird thing is some people say, some people refer to on ps3 as current gen and last gen as well so it's just very very confusing (laughs) yeah um i love it i I really do i think it's and it's weird because i struggle with grand theft auto um it's never clicked with me except for maybe like grand theft auto 3 because that was just so different at the time Mm -hmm. um but grand theft auto 4 i i hate that game i really do um grand theft auto 5 is is a much better game and i appreciate it for what it is but it's just uh, it's never really clicked with me as a series. So Red Dead Redemption, though, on the other hand, I I love it. I love you know westerns. I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know the DLC, the the undead stuff uh, was oh, really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, someday when you do get into it, I think you'll uh, you know it might look a little dated at this point, but I think you'll love it. And you know the thing about it is it just. It's going to be weird because if they, whatever they call this, if it's Red Dead Redemption 2, or I guess if they find another R word, um, it can't necessarily be a sequel to Red Dead Redemption because that story was pretty much um, finalized or yeah, closed I out. Yeah, I kind of spoiled that for myself a few years ago. <laughs> I understand what you mean there. <laughs> uh, but, they, but at the same time, they didn't do, it's, like you said, it's a successor to a revolver, so it's not a sequel um to that so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it um but i definitely think that that is something they should revisit um especially since a lot of gamers that didn't maybe play it on 360 or ps3 uh haven't you know had a chance to like you know people wait for pc games or whatever and it didn't show up there so i'm looking forward to it cool yeah well i want to I'm going to tuck into that eventually. It's definitely um, next on my list. I, I, Skip I L.A. Noir and uh, what did you say the other one was? Grand Theft Auto well, 4? Grand, I'm going through Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 right now. I mean, I was going to do Red Dead. Yeah, so. just, just turn it off. Skip it. <laughs> just turn it off. Okay. Um, ben, how about you? I actually never really played Red Dead Revolution. Well, oh, I'm not the only one. Redemption, sorry. More, much, to be honest. Right. I wasn't a huge... I, I liked it. I bought it, but something about it didn't click with me i don't know what it was maybe the western theme not I'd, big on cowboys yeah i'm not a huge <laughs> fan of so it do you, but do you I, like grand theft auto I, again i like like you i prefer i love i loved gta 3 and i loved okay. liberty yeah. city stories and liberty city but i disliked gta 4 and something about gta 5 didn't click with me as well i think i'm just sort of see I like open world games, but I like a lot of structure in my open world games. That's the reason why I think I don't like Elder Scrolls that much, because I don't like to be told where I'm going, but I like some sort of clue on what I've got to do. Well, a lot of games, a lot of open world games just go, here you go, do what you want, anything. 
I, like... I know exactly what you mean, yeah. and mm-hmm. I finally have concluded within myself that it's sort of like for me, it's sort of like this yeah. too much choice paralyzes me. Yeah. Because I have the exact same feeling about Skyrim or any of the Elder Scroll yeah. games. They, I can't I, get into them. I felt like that as soon as I played um, Oblivion for the first time. The difference yeah. is, I have to admit, I absolutely loved that game. I lived yeah. in it for about eight months, three playthroughs, <laughs> one after yeah. the other, about 200 hours each one. I just couldn't get it. Was, yeah. That was my, I just should clarify, that was my first next, sorry, first next gen? At the time, my first <laughs> next gen game, because I just got my Xbox 360. So, yeah, that blew me away. But I, I totally understand what you mean. It gets it's just so overwhelming. Yeah. Really, really is so overwhelming. Yeah. But um yeah, anything more to add on Red Dead quickly or before well, we move not, on? But I did like the um, Undead Nightmare, I must admit that. Oh cool, cool. cool. One of my favorite uh achievements, because uh, I played it on three sixty, one of my favorite achievements in that game was Dastardly, and that's where you tied up the uh, like a woman and left her on the train tracks for the train to run over. Um <laughs> yeah, that's like one of my all time favorite achievements. Oh god! See, there's a—it's not Red Dead, but there was a trophy that you guys would have probably never heard of because, sadly, before the game got released, the actual trophy got changed because they had complaints about it. Um, in the original Resistance Two, in the well before it left beta, there yeah. was originally going to be a trophy for um, teabagging someone. <laughs> um, I can't remember what the trophy name was. It was something sort of like innuendo based, you know, like they like to do in somatics. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you got a trophy for teabagging someone. And then you got also got a trophy for shooting someone that was teabagging as well. That was an yeah. original trophy plan. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, can we get that? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, speaking of big um sequels, guys, as I now transition very seamlessly. <laughs> also in development apparently is the next entry in the Far Cry franchise. This is Far Cry four. Well, um obviously it's work in progress title. Um, this game is apparently in development and uh, Ubisoft and Shanghai is involved. I should say involved, not overall developer. But um, obviously, if you remember, Far Cry 3 was developed by multiple studios, including um, Ubisoft Massive, Red Storm and Montreal. Um, as you'd expect, there's not really much to talk about with this right now because it's from, as many uh, leaked sequels are, this comes stems from a uh, LinkedIn profile of an employee, uh, Ubisoft Shanghai, which basically mentions um, this um, uh, gentleman has been serving as content director on the next Far Cry since September last year. And I just noticed a typo in my article, which I'm sneakily fixing now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, amazing. Um, Yeah, but um, obviously nothing nothing official has been announced yet, but it's worth pointing out that Far Cry is going to be um, the series is being bundled together in the um, oh, I think it's Wild. Hold on, I make a mention of it here. Wild Expedition bundle, which is yes. coming out very, very soon, and that actually includes a HD version of the original Far Cry, which means um, PS3 owners will be able to experience it for the you, first time. No, no, the PS3 version doesn't include Far Cry One. It doesn't. Not that I know of. No, it originally announced that only the Xbox version will get that. I'm pretty sure the PS3 version gets it, from um, what I've read. I don't think it does. Well, Not I'm... from anywhere I've read it. Where did you read it? <laughs> I can't remember. It was a couple of weeks ago now that I read it. Um, I'm, I've read I read a few sites and they mentioned that um, yeah. Far Cry is coming to the PS3. I don't know where. Obviously, there's, um, yeah. that's weird, right? It's, yeah, because it's not only coming out as part of a bundle, but it's also coming out as a separate as Far Cry Classic, which is coming to... Um, uh, maybe it X- is then. Maybe yeah, it's just not announced however- yet. 
Yeah, no, maybe, or, or it could be a case of maybe it's not being bundled together and it's coming out separately, but that wouldn't really make much sense. But, um, yeah. well, either way, um, anyway, I'm going off I believe tangent. it's yeah? actually the North American version of the collection that does not come with Far Cry 1. Okay. Well, it looks like the European one does. I guess that's yes. Far Cry Classic. Yeah. Yes, yes. So there you go. You guys can celebrate. We don't get Far Cry 1, but you do. Wow, that's um. Wow, you guys are getting shafted there. Yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of going off tangent here. Um. Yeah, but Far Cry Four, guys. Um. Sadly, another game I didn't play, which I really need to get onto. Um. Well, this um this series is obviously um. I mean, number three was um w- was a huge success, and it got some great reviews. Especially um PSU.com also gave it a great review. Check it out, guys. Um. Do a little search for it, uh, and then a little dance. Um, what do you guys think? Far Cry 4, would you welcome a new edition, guys? Anyone played it? Uh, play the previous games at all? What do you guys think? Yes, yes, take all my money. Oh my god, yes, take it all. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I don't understand what you're saying there, Ben. Can you clarify? <laughs> I want to say that I want to give them money for a thing to put in my thing. So I can go, oh my god, yes. Uh, so that's what you say to all the ladies. I yeah, that's ben. what I say yeah. to all of them. That's why you're such a hit. <laughs> Fair um, play. Well, obviously, Ben is a massive fan. I think we can gather from that. <laughs> uh, but I, I must admit, though, I loved Blood Dragon more than I did Far Cry 3. Oh, the, uh, that was the um, standalone thing, wasn't it, with yeah. Michael Bean? Yeah. Is it Bean? Is that how you pronounce it? Michael uh, Bane or... Uh, the guy sure. from Terminator. There yeah. we go. Carl Reese from Terminator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. recommend if you haven't played it, Mike, to buy it. Okay. In fact, I'm tempted to buy you it just so you have to play it. <laughs> do, do, you don't need the um, original Far. You don't need Far Cry Three. No, you do not so need Far Cry Three to Pete play it. Standalone. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fair play. Um, how about you, Michael? Uh, you know, I didn't play Far Cry Three, uh, mostly because there's just so much to play that it's one of those games that kind of. You know, it's kind of like your L.A. Noir and, and GTA and everything. It's it's kind of down the list. Uh-huh. Um, I did play Far Cry 2, and I remember thinking, you know, this game kind of has some promise, but it it just wasn't that good. So it was kind of cool to see Far Cry 3, I guess, improve on that. Uh, so, and we all know that pretty much anything Ubisoft does at this point is that's Ubisoft, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything they do is going to be a um a they're they're trying to set it up to be a, a an annualized franchise. So uh, oh, wow. hopefully, Far Cry, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Far Cry doesn't. I guess end up right. in sort of like the Assassin's Creed, uh, where Assassin's Creed is right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think more more sequels are good. As much as people like to complain about them, you mm-hmm. know, we all like to see more of of the games that you know we love or that yeah. we. Uh, yeah, we, I, you know, we like seeing every year. Yeah, I, I'm a sequel guy. I, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. Give me, um, give me a Resident Evil eight, nine, ten. Give me a, give me Last of Us two. Give me an Uncharted four. I don't care. But at the same time, I do love, I do love new stuff. That's not to say right. I don't. I mean, I embrace it. I mean, I loved Heavy Rain, for example. I thought that was fantastic. And The Last of Us itself, that was you know a, a new IP. You know, and I absolutely love that as well. But yeah, um, cool guys. Well, thanks for the input on that. Um, we're still um, keeping in touch with PS4 now. This one is a possibility of the indie hit Journey coming to Sony's next generation console. This was actually spotted by our eagle-eyed reporter and just recently turned editor Adam Bryan. Um, Bryan. Sorry, Burn. oh yeah, Bre- Yeah, Burn. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't see his name there. <laughs> He's. Um, I think it's Burn. Yeah, Burn. Yeah, the Irish lad. 
<laughs> our Irish reporter. Yes. Anyway, Adam, he says, sorry, I stopped talking in Irish accent. Uh, that game company <laughs> being trepidized behind the likes of Flow and Flower has today responded to a tweet regarding the possibility of seeing its much acclaimed PS3 exclusive journey on PlayStation 4. Uh, this was on the 28th, by the way, a couple of days ago. Um, the tweet simply says it's a possibility in regards to whether or not uh, Journey will make transition to PS4. Um, in resp- uh, this was obviously a, a fan asking on Twitter. Um, given the, uh, the amount of games that have come to PS4 that have been on PS3, I wouldn't be, su- um, wouldn't be surprised. And I think that um, wasn't, um, uh, I think, it, was it Flower that came to PS4? And Flow. And Flo, it was Flow yeah. as well, was it? Yeah. yeah. So there we go. It wouldn't, that would not surprise me at all. I think, I think it'd be kind of crazy for them not to like release their, their kind of PS3 um, era trilogy on PS4. They might even do a bundle. I can see a bundle coming out for that in the future, in fact. So um, uh, Journey, guys, um, what do we think of Journey? I know that was um, that obviously got amazing reviews, but um, I, I, I have read around about um, about it, and um, it was kind of like Marmite for some people. For those who loved it, there were people who actually really hated it. Um, what do you guys think? You know, uh, this is one of my... I have a few, like, gaming secrets, yeah. um, and this is one of them, so I guess I'm outing myself here. I haven't played it. Never have I. <laughs> um, I was waiting for you to speak first. <laughs> yeah, and and I always, uh, I I yeah, I want to. I mean, uh, but actually, recently I heard um, Shuhei Yoshida yeah. uh, talk about Journey, um, and he. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I want to play it even more now. Is he was telling a story about uh, someone who was talking to him about their experience with it. And apparently they were going through something in their life like they had lost, a, I think, a family member or something like that. Uh-huh. And the profound effect it had on them and their story that they're telling Shuhei. Uh, uh, and he got he got emotional, like he was crying uh, wow. in this interview. And it, it actually kind of gave me chills. And so I was like, I, I, I feel like I have to experience this now. Yeah. Sorry, that was a little dig. Um, it, um, Yoshida sound falling asleep in a press conference <laughs> last year sometime. I don't know if you guys saw the video of that, but it was quite funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, we were we reviewed the game. Justin Titus reviewed it, who is our YouTube head honcho. Um, he really enjoyed it. Obviously, I think he gave it a 10, actually. One of our rare 10 out of 10s on PSU.com. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, I understand as well, but it's um, kind of a plus thing, I guess, is that it's not very long, so it wouldn't take me, you know, easily. Co- I could easily commit to something like that quickly. It's just a case of getting around to it for me. Um, ben, how about you? Anything to add on Journey? Journey well, can- a little secret a lot of people probably don't know is I actually played Journey way back in 2011 when I beta tested it back then. Um, and it changed a lot over time, which was good because when it was in the original beta test, it was a pain in the ass to move about oh yeah um, yeah you have to use the six axis for everything pretty much because there's oh, no wow. way to disable it um, oh, wow. we actually commented on that and actually they actually run out of money at one point yeah uh, they did, didn't they yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah I love Journey it's one of my favourite games from that generation to be honest and I do recommend it for anyone to play it good well, I'm, lo- I'm looking at my email, remembering the beta went live July twelfth, two thousand eleven. Yeah, I remember you actually talking about it now. Didn't it come out the following um, sort of spring around? Yeah, that it was like a year later. <laughs> yeah, I remember it being delayed quite a lot. Yeah. It was meant to be. Um, yeah, um, 
I remember writing a lot of stories about that, actually, because oh, it yeah. never seemed to come out, but cool. Um, okay, wow, you never seem to be talking about a lot of big-name sequels out of this week, because this next one is actually one I mentioned previously um, on my wish list for Last of Us 2. Uh, this is from our very own Kyle Prahl, who's our editor-in-chief and all-around awesomeness guy. Um, the Last of Us 2 is currently in production and is coming to PlayStation 4 in 2015, according to a source within Sony. Uh, this was translated from Portuguese. Um, gaming website Omelette, that's an interesting name, um, claims to <laughs> receive this information from their unnamed source. Are oh, the old unnamed source again. Yeah, it's bloke I know. He told me this and he told me that and his mate told me this. Trust me, mate. It's real. It's, the it's real all thing. real. It's false. <laughs> it's real. Yeah, sorry. Um, with little else to go on, and knowing that Naughty Dog is currently developing both The Last of Us is left behind the LC and the next Enchanted game, it would be wise to take this uh, information with some trepidation or a pinch of salt, as I like to say. Just a little sprinkle. Um, of course, he goes on to say, of course, it's not as reasonable to think Naughty Dog could release a Last of Us sequel two years after the original's release. That two year release cycle has defined every main. Uh, uh, Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> Every main entry in the Enchanted series, the Enchanted Two team in particular, took three years to develop The Last of Us after moving to the new franchise. Um, okay, well, I this is going to be simple for me. Um, I, like I said, I said this already. I'm a sequel guy. Just I, I, actually, no. Ben says it's best. Take my money. Simple as that. I would love <laughs> this to happen. I love that game. I loved it. In fact, I really hope it comes out on PS4 because I'd love to have that game on my PS4, not have to bring out the PS3 all the time. Not that I've got a problem with that, but it's just so awesome. to. I just love to have that with a um, a nice HD, um, sort of next, sorry, HD, next-gen polish over the top and give me a chance to play it again. I, I just love that game, and I would love to have a sequel. Um, I don't necessarily think they have to go with Joel and Ellie because their story was, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, that it did, um, if you play it, you realize there's, um, you know, they did, um, the, the game ended quite, you know, on the level that you think, hmm, this could go on more with these two, and at the same time, it can't. So, um, or should I say, not can't, but rather not need to. So, I'm I'm in two minds about that. But, but just as long as they, you know, that universe with the, you know, the post-apocalyptic kind of fungal outbreak thing um, within that universe, yes, I just love, I just loved it. Survival horror, man, that was really, really good stab at survival horror. I thought, I just love, I thought the gameplay, everything about it, and I'm just going on and on here. Seriously, we can make a whole podcast about this game. <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up, guys. What, I'll let you talk now. What do you reckon? From what I heard, I don't know if this is true or not. Yeah, is that if there is ever a sequel to The Last of Us? Yeah, it chances are it will be around the same era as Ellie and Joel's story, but you'll be playing a different character different set of characters in a different location that'd be great that's why i've heard that if there was any sort of future ideas of a sequel it won't be a sequel per se but yeah a different journey yeah yeah now that's Uh, it's kind of like red dead actually you know red dead revolver red dead redemption same universe but not 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 actually related to each other in terms of how a sequel is played out or whatever and before I end, because that was so super serial when it sounded cool, I'm gonna end with a bad joke. They could should call it the last two of us. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, very good. Yeah, oh, that dude. one's free, naughty dog. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. How about you, Michael? Um I'm torn, to be honest with you. Uh I would Ooh. love to see more Last of Us. But yeah. But I feel like that game was so good and so powerful to me that um, I almost want them to just leave it alone. Um, I know, I know it won't happen because it sold so well. Uh, You don't just, you know, 
How much did it sell? Does anyone actually know how well it sold? Um, I, I can't remember any sales figures being released. I can't, I, you know, I just can't, I should know this, but I can't actually recall of how well it sold. Uh, I know that, uh, I just remember, I think, hearing the week of E3 that it had sold like, uh, or uh, around E3, because it came out like the Friday, I think, of Yeah, the it year. did, yeah. It topped the UK um, charts for a few weeks, that's for sure. But then I, I know out. it sold at least a, f- a few million. Um, awesome. So uh, it, it just, I mean, that's money on the table. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I would, of course, love to play a sequel uh, uh-huh. or another game. I think they could go in any number of directions. They could continue on with a story, maybe with Ellie as she's maybe older. They could, you know, well, just yeah, go yeah. all new characters. They could, um, I know a lot of people were hoping that. Uh, with the story DLC for the current Last of Us, that they were hoping to maybe see more um, into that uh, backstory with uh, I think his name was Ishi, the guy that w- the boat. You know, when you get to the boat part and you find all the things, you're kind of reading about. You know, the guy that was oh, stuck yeah. out at sea and he had to come back. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think they could go any number of ways with it. Um, I for, I always get confused at, as to which team was which. So, I think Last of Us was the team that worked on Uncharted Two, right? Because I think yeah. the guys on Uncharted yes. Yes. Three, three are years. working yeah. on Four. Yeah, oh um, nine to twelve. Yeah, three years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I mean, it's going to be good either way. Uh, I, sure, give us more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never. We um warn you down in the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good, um, good. Okay, um, just to wrap things up, guys, um, with news. Um, this is um not a sequel, uh, not sequel talk anyway, but nonetheless, it's quite positive. Uh, Guerrilla Games is um Killzone Shadow Four has sold two point one million units. Uh, this is since obviously it's released in November alongside the PS4. Um, they tweet, uh, we've sold 2.1 uh, million units of a PS4 exclusive Killzone Shadow 4 globally. Thank you for your support, uh, tweets PlayStation Europe. Um, uh, yay, I guess, <laughs> Xander Harris from Buffy would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, obviously, um, this is great news for them, guys. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get another Killzone down the line at some point. Um, it's interesting, um, I haven't played Killzone Shadow 4. Um, the only Killzone I've played is Mercenary, which I did like. Um, but, um, there's been a lot of mixed reviews about Killzone Shadow 4. We're not going to hide that fact. You know, it has got some pretty middling reviews out there. And I think the highest has been around an eight or so. So not the best game um, by all accounts. You can't argue with that. But at the same time, it was a pretty solid shooter nonetheless. And I think um, the numbers certainly speak for themselves. I think it's fair to say the brand has certainly lost none of its clout, so to speak. I don't know how that compares to uh, the past few Killzone games. I know Killzone 2 was a massive seller. I don't know how well 3 did. Um... So, guys, what do you think about that? Did you um, are you one of the two point uh, two point one million? Adam, Adam says, or do you still intend to get the game? How about you guys? No, um, actually, that <laughs> number actually surprises me. Uh, it's pretty good. Mm. I yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that's almost half of of PlayStation Four units sold. Yes, yes. Um, so, I'll, I'll admit that I was really down on Killzone Shadowfall before it came mm. out. Yeah, I actually talk about this a little bit in in an upcoming that upcoming Zombie Studios piece. Um, only because mm-hmm. I went to PAX Prime last year and they were literally like right across from each other, Zombie Studios and the Kill Zone demo. All right, and I played 
the Killzone demo, and I was I was really down on it. Now I will say that I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I think Killzone Shadowfall is a decent game. It's certainly worth playing. Yeah, the multiplayer was a lot better than I expected it to be, but um, I, yeah, that number actually kind of surprises me. And I don't wish you know ill will on anyone, but uh, I think that number probably will. Uh, Sony will look at that and say, all right, you know, at some point we're going to do another kill zone. And I know that Guerrilla Games is working, I think their next project actually is some sort of open world RPG, I think. Yeah, that's what um, the have said, yeah. I'd like to see them go more with stuff like that because uh, kill zone, I think, is something you just kind of need to leave alone for now. Yeah, I think it needs a rest, definitely. I mean, I'm not really, I'm not an expert on kills in at all, but I think I can even, even I can tell that I think it's in danger of becoming a bit repetitive now, or probably already has to some people. So yeah, I think it could do, with, I think they should um, put it on ice for a bit. Um, but yeah, would you, would you guys say they should put it on ice for a couple of years? Try and kind oh, of like... I think, I mean, beyond a couple years, uh, you know, Shadowfall is a gorgeous game. Don't get me wrong. It it has some of the best graphics I I think I've ever seen. Um, But Killzone has always kind of felt like a game that Sony's wanted to compete with Halo, and it obviously is not even close to that um, level. And I just, I kind of get the feeling that Guerrilla Games is sort of, you know, I, I guess almost capped out as far as their ability to make this kind of first-person shooter. And I just would rather see them work on something else if they're better at it. Mm. Mm, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair see, point. See, I wouldn't say it's they're capped out. I just say they're Crapped tired <laughs> of it. T- no, tired. Yeah. I think they could, act- they could probably do better. I think they probably could improve themselves, but because they're oh I can hear myself scary um, <laughs> because they've put so much effort into yeah they've done Killzone pretty much only Killzone for a generation and now a little bit yeah they just need something different so they can get their sort of mind together so not just thinking oh, Killzone again oh. yeah and that fantasy RPG isn't really a rumour because they started Hiring people for it, in, I think it was 2010, 2011. Yeah, so, it was. It was quite. Yeah, it was a couple of years back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, we'll have to see what happens with that. I yeah. think. But um, now we're just going to now we've um dusted off the news and we're going to go talk to our. Uh, this is kind of like our topic of the week. Um, this is obviously the uh, news that the PlayStation Vita Slim is uh, coming to the UK. Um, obviously this uh, Sony announced this um last um autumn for the or fall for the americans out there for the um for japan uh, for the japanese market and it hit there like just a few days after the announcement um obviously you know it speaks for itself you know it's lighter it's slimmer it's um it's um saves on battery uh, the battery's a bit more um friendly than uh it's better than the um original playstation vita um however it does replace the um I think is it the, is is it OLED? Is that the type yeah. of screen? Yeah, with yeah. Um, an L, is it LCD? Uh, the yes. Yeah, with an LCD screen. So that's a sticking point for a lot of people. But make of that what you will. I'm certainly no tech expert, so I'm not going to start babbling about that. But it's going to be retailing for 180 pounds. Um, now, guys, um, PS Vita is obviously quite a um, but the topic of PS Vita. It goes far beyond just about hardware revisions because of the state and where it is and the um, the amount of software or lack of, should I say. Um, I think the question is, we have to ask, and I asked this in a 
small piece that I'm going to be writing um, that go up next week uh, is whether or not um, PS Vita is as PS Vita Slim could be um, Sony's kind of last chance saloon with the Vita, the last chance to stimulate sales. Is it going to be enough at all? Because it's really just down to the games. Um, my personal feeling is that um, I think Vita is a great machine. I, I love it. I play it a lot. I'm certainly on a few select games. Um, it's it hasn't done definitely hasn't done as well. The market has changed so much. It's not going to do as well as PSP. That's pretty much obvious now. It's it desperately needs some software. And I think if they don't announce some really big games and some massive franchises like GTA or Metal Gear Solid or GT, uh, Gran Turismo, um, you know things like that, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to have a good chance at mainstream success after this year. So I think the PS Vita Slim will hopefully contribute to a new adoption rate among um, you know gamers. But um, I think honestly, I can honestly see—I don't want it to—but I can kind of see it being neglected to um, kind of like a, a more a niche market and being used mainly for the um, remote play functionality on PS4, rather than standing on its own two feet as a, a, you know a hardcore dedicated gaming platform. There obviously it will attract some people, but I, like I said, it will probably be a more a niche market, and you're certainly not going to be seeing anything around the level of PSP, or perhaps not even half the amount that PSP sold. I don't know. I just, I got these feelings about it. Um, that's my personal view. And I'm, I'm glad I actually managed to say that concisely because I have a tendency to babble quite a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want it to do good, but I, yeah, I, I do think, um, I do think it's, it's in a lot of trouble now. Um, what do you guys think? And feel free to go into detail. Um, Michael, we'll start with you. What do you reckon about PS Vita as a whole and the slim, basically what I've just covered. What, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, I went out and bought a, playstation vita about i don't know three or four months ago mm-hmm. uh in anticipation that they would uh phase out the the current oled version um yeah. uh that's not gonna happen i think real soon here because it's only coming out uh the slim is only coming out in europe as far as the west so far yeah i thought I was- um yeah, it's I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I the goal the goal with what Sony is doing with the Vita right now is to cut costs. Um yeah. production costs. So uh I get what they're doing. Um it was weird to me that they kind of pushed this whole Vita Slim at the same time they were starting to roll out the uh the Vita TV. Um Yeah. So I mean, it's hard to say how that will affect how the TV and slim sales will do uh, be outside of Japan. I know the slim or the Vita TV is not doing well, I think in Japan, but as far as the slim goes, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think anything that they can do to generate interest in the Vita is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that of course games is important. Um, I, I'm kind of in the opinion that when people look at it and say, there's no games, um, that's sort of a a misrepresentation. There's no really good AAA games, no. um, or like not even a lot of first party games. Um, but there's a lot of there are a decent amount of games that come out on Vita, and and in, I mean it's sort of in that PSP, uh, or it's sort of where the PSP was at at the end of its life cycle. Now we're getting all the really cool like JRPG or just like kind of the the oddball Japanese games. Some good in, um, indie titles, though, definitely. Yeah, well. and there's tons yeah. of indie titles, and I think that you'll see we'll see more indie stuff as they sort of 
port things over to like PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, just, you know, it only makes sense to, to port it to Vita. Um, one thing that you touched on that I, I kind of struggled with uh, was the idea of should they continue to, I guess, push this thing as a sort of its own console or should they just go ahead and focus on, hey, this thing makes a great uh, remote play device for your PlayStation 4. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I actually felt like they should go that route with just pushing the fact that this makes a great remote play device. Yeah, kind of a companion um, device for PS4. Yeah, I mean, because when I yeah. bought my PlayStation 4, I tried it out and I was like, wow, this is cool. Um, and I'm really impressed with how they're able to, uh, how it works. Um, I haven't actually been able to test it, you know, outside of my own house as far as Wi-Fi uh, but, you know, I, I'd hate to see it really go away. Uh, I just, uh, I think they can support it better. I think maybe they should think about doing a bundle with the PlayStation 4. Um, I think they've done and, that, actually. They announced one. Well, at least in Europe, they did. Um, right. Yeah, they, they definitely announced it. I think, I think it was meant to go on well, sale. The same and even as... in Europe, uh, sales uh, were, I, I can't remember the numbers, but the sales went up, uh, were a huge improvement once the PlayStation 4 came out also. Mm. Um, one thing that also people don't realize is the attachment rate to uh, from game for games to the system. Um, the yeah. PlayStation Vita has, I think, the highest attach rate of games out of any console I think ever. Um, of course, a lot of that is due to the fact that there's a lot of free games, um, you know, PlayStation Plus and all that. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of indie games that are you know fairly cheap. So uh, I think it's a great system. I love it. Uh, I, I'm interested actually to see Steven's. Uh, review of it steven our general manager yeah um, is supposed to do a review on it um because i really want to see how much of a difference there is between the screens because that's the most important thing i think and if it's really not much of a difference and um i don't is what is 100 pound or 180 pounds like 200 dollars us something Ooh, like that um, god knows um 50 yeah it's a bit more i think it's around the 240 to 260 mark so what is a what is a what is the current psv to sell for Oh, in the UK, um, I'm not sure. Ben, ben, that's I'm the not... problem. A lot of people, a lot of places, are selling it only for about 150. Okay, yeah, and so and... the price kind of, is kind of the price point on the slim is kind of weird because it's like, well, yeah. you're you're trying to cut costs by making this thing essentially smaller yeah. and less expensive for you to produce, but you can buy an old one cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um... you do get a bundle with it with. Uh, 10 free indie games and you get a 4 gigabyte card if I'm rightly the, don't even get me started on the memory um, the, that's where mm-hmm. Sony I think really bombed is, is the memory um, yeah. oh, that yeah. proprietary stuff but uh, yeah I mean you can get a Vita uh, just like you can get a Playstation 3 and Playstation 4 you can get all these systems with Playstation Plus and you'll never have to really buy a retail game um, and I think that's a good enough selling point, but I do think Sony needs to push it harder and they do need to get some more, I think, higher profile games on it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. Um, Ben, how about you? Um, well, uh, I don't know, to be honest, I think it's a bit <laughs> of a rip off the price. Um, as we can tell from the fact that you can get it cheaper for the original and the screen is worse. Yeah. Because it's not an LED, it's an LCD. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it, the Vita didn't need to be slimmer. I think it's a perfect size. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't find the Vita. Um, yeah, I thought it was really. I thought it was a decent. Um, 
didn't decent enough size to be honest. It wasn't you know yeah. looking at the comparison. I mean, obviously you can see a difference, but I don't know. It doesn't strike me as like oh you know like the PS3 Slim and even the, the even the other um, PSP models. It's not like wow, look at that. It's like oh yeah, a bit slimmer, but I don't know. It's yeah. not that impacting really to me. Yeah, and like yeah. the what's even like the PS4. I don't think we need a slim PS4 for a while. Because it's oh, already God, pretty no. slim. Yeah, definitely. No, no, they won't but mess with that for a bit. The Vita, I must admit, though, I will be buying... Not, I know it's a bit off-topic, but I will be buying that Mega Game Pack just because it looks like a really good deal. Yeah, it does, yes. You get, um, uh, I think, Limbo's in it. Um, yeah. Um, Coconut Dodge Revitalized. Yeah, I don't think The Walking Dead's in it. Is that an indie game, though? Would you class that as an indie game? Well, no, because um, the, the company's not indie, is it? No, really? it's Telltale. No, so no, I wasn't. Well, no. technically, by definition, they are because I don't True. think so, I don't think any they publish their own games. So, um, yeah, but indie's more smaller companies than it. Telltale's pretty big now compared to what it used to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, they do all the Lego stuff, don't they? Telltale? No, that's no, no. That's Traveller's Tale. Traveler's <laughs> Tale. Oh God, I always get mixed up with Traveller's Tales and Telltale. Oh God. Uh, but <laughs> you should also all play Velocity Ultra. Oh yes, uh, I've heard. Even yeah. if it's just to see my name. <laughs> oh yeah, just to your name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if it's just to see my Twitter account name, you should play Velocity Ultra. Oh yes, yeah, I believe it is on sale in the in North America. Yeah, you should buy it, even if it's just to see my name. <laughs> Basically, Michael, if you go to the um, the your watch go stat screen mm-hmm. and press the triangle button. It pops up with people's names who made the game. Right. But they actually put my Twitter name into the game. So if you press triangle, you can occasionally see my Twitter account pop up. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> was that on yeah. purpose? Yeah. They, I, I, uh, basically, they were they, I'm huge. We're, yeah, I talked to Moffler on Twitter and I met them at Eurogamer last year as well. And they're, they're really good with their fans. Right. And because I'm uh, quite friendly with them, they decided to put a top. Uh, I think it's their hundred best fans okay. onto the game, <laughs> and I was one of the ones selected to be in the game. Mm. That is pretty damn cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also, normalized. Yeah, I also normalized. asked them at Eurogamer if they're going to do a game with a new velocity for the PS4, um, and they said they weren't planning to, but they're going to think about it now. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to be on the PS4 game. Thanks to <laughs> Some people Thanks get statues uh, sculpted of them, and others just get their Twitter handles on the game. On <laughs> Twitter I'm, not handles. Sh- I'm not sure which one's better, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're right, Michael, as well. I'm Telltale. They are technically an yeah. indie game, an independent digital yeah. publisher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, um, I, I got mixed up with Traveler's Tales and Telltale. I, I made plenty of mistakes from writing articles with those guys. They're. Uh, Tau Tau are basically what about the um, kind of graphic novel games, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they've done um, yeah. Back the, to the, the they've done yeah. Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, Walking Dead, all that kind of stuff. The Wolf Among yeah. Us. Yes. Yeah. yeah as well. Um, I haven't actually played quick, that one yet. On yeah. that indie indie mega pack, uh, Hotline Miami. I think that's probably the best game in that pack. Uh, I really liked that version. I have it. It's I think it's cross buy on yeah. PS3 and PS Vita. Um, and the Vita version actually is, I think, so much better than the PS3 version. So, um, see, I mean, that my, game alone, I think, is worth having a Vita for. See, my best game on that, as I said, is that um, Velocity, mainly because I love that type of game. It's a space shooter sort of yeah. puzzle game, and I really like that. 
you know what my favourite is on Vita? Walking oh. Dead. So oh. far, <laughs> love it. Have you finished love that? I've, I'm on my second playthrough now. I can't get oh, enough okay. of it. I love it. So but good. guys, how are we discussing our favourite games on the Vita? Vita has no games. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, we all have a different favourite game, so it must have loads of games. Yeah, but it's, st- it's still lacking the um, it's, yeah. it's still lacking the GTA's, its own oh, Metal yeah. Gear, Gran Turismo, you know that kind of stuff. The stuff that's going to make you know your average punter in the street turn heads. I mean, even Call of Duty couldn't do that, but that was shit. So yeah, but to be fair, that was more like Call of Resistance, burning ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> I liked um, Burning Skies. I have to admit, yeah. I actually quite like that. Anyway, because um, sorry, the developers sorry. only got, I think it was six months to yeah. actually make. Um, Call of Duty. Oh, that's a yeah. It was. Yeah. They, it wasn't that, even six months. I don't think it was something ridiculous. That's that's that's. Oh God, I just can't even form words for that. They they talked about Call of Duty when it was first announced in early 2011, and yet they didn't start making it until God knows when in the next. I think year. they started after they made Resistance. They God. had a huge yeah. marketing campaign, at least in the U.S. They did yeah. because I think they had bundles uh, when the Vita came out. With it. did they come out at the same time? Uh, or no, well, I, I they they had close. they had bundles when the with Call of Duty. I remember that, yeah. and they had a huge marketing campaign. And it's just like that game is just terrible. Yeah, they had um, there were a lot of stuff over here as well with Call of Duty on it. Yeah. I saw it on the TV. Uh, oh, I hate Call of Duty. I know, I'm getting sick of it now, really am. I remember when it was Call of Duty 2, man. That's that's my favourite game still in the series. You know, See, I've, I've never been a huge Call of Duty fan ever, so... Mm. No, it's, it's just a hate, to me, it's just a haven for um, um, underage... Idiot. Yeah, just a bunch of mouthy teenagers and underage gamers, you know. It's just ridiculous. You get eight-year-olds playing it now. For Christ's sake, my niece is nearly eight, and I thought of her playing a game like that. So, Cab yeah. of Duty. It's just yeah, it's, oh, it's just horrible. No offense to anyone who does like Call of Duty and stuff, you yeah. know. I'm sure Sorry, our uh, Call of Duty fans who are now yeah. turning this podcast off. Yeah. Like, ah, hey. Well, actually, no. To be fair, most Call of Duty fans will probably just be swearing at the sound, the podcast, thinking it will actually be able to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, on to reviews now, um, guys. We um, first of all, um, I actually reviewed um a pretty big game. Well, pretty much January's um. But our only big game, Tomb Raider <laughs> Definitive Edition, uh, for PS4. Um, Lara's PS4 debut is a shining triumph. I said, "Aha!" Uh-huh, as I do, um, I gave it a nine out of ten. And summarised: Tomb Raider Definitive, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition lives up to its name of providing a stunning adventure that's gorgeous running on PS4. Uh, the three plus points I gave was superb visuals that complement an already stunning-looking game, because the original was good, um, good-looking. You got to admit, uh, the DualShock 4 X is a surprisingly useful addition. And I think it's the same action-packed adventure now on PS4, running and looking better than ever. Um, however, I did find a few gripes. The multiplayer is still pretty forgettable, and no new content to entice those who already own the PS3 version. That's aside from visuals, because there is technically no extra content. Um, you just uh, you do get the DLC and stuff, but that stuff, obviously, you could get previously. Um, yeah, I, I love the PS3 original. My review of that's somewhere on the site still, and I, I love this. It's um, I managed to... Um, get 100% on everything, all the items and stuff, um, uh, with some pretty good trophies on there, and I'm not a trophy hunter, but yeah, I, I love that game, I thought it was great, definitely get it, if you haven't got it guys, get it, and if you fancy getting it on PS4 to play through it again then get it, yeah, definitely <laughs> it's great, okay, next up we have um, 
da, 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 Adam's Venture Chronicles PS3 review by Anthony Chambers. Uh, he gave this a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, he summarized, kids, casual gamers are most interested in religion will enjoy Adam's Venture Chronicles. The rest of us program for debauchery and destruction should probably stick to the games in our wheelhouse. <laughs> Very nicely said. Uh, he liked uh, good level design, religious themes not overbearing. However, he disliked the voice acting and repetitive puzzles. Uh, this was only announced not that long ago. I remember doing, I, I think I remember writing the story on this. So that's come about quite quickly. Um, yeah, um, I, I haven't played this game. Have you guys at all? You played it? I, you know, you're talking about how it just got announced. I mean, I think I only recently even heard of it because of, um, you know, a press release or something that was sent yeah. to us. Uh, <laughs> it just, I, yeah, I mean, I, I have no concept of even what it is. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, uh, next up we have another game I've never heard of. Wow. Backgammon Blitz review. This is by <laughs> um, John Paul Jones, um, who I've never met before, the, but I'm sure he's a cool guy. The Pope writes for PSU. Way. What's the Pope's Twitter account? <laughs> um, I can't see it on there, unfortunately. Um, he gave us a seven uh, a backgammon blitz seven out of ten. Um, seven doves out of ten. You mean? He summarizes an accomplished adaptation of one of history's most timeless board games. Backgammon blitz just falls short of being the definitive version of the game on the account of its lack of cross-save functionality and redundant blitz mode. He liked the core game. Backgammon is still great fun to play, essentially, in mo- especially in multiplayer. Um, he enjoyed the. Uh, uh, he also enjoyed the clean and relaxing audiovisual presentation. Asynchronous. Uh, God, I can't actually pronounce this word. Jesus Christ. Asynchronous. Asynchronous. Yeah, asynchronous crossplay <laughs> between PlayStation Vita and PlayStation Three. Oh God, Jesus. Mike, I'm not where? sure the. I'm not sure the Pope would uh, appreciate you taking the Lord's name in vain like that. <laughs> Come on, Mike. <laughs> well, that's what it says. <laughs> I can't actually pronounce that word. Yeah. I'm, uh, however, he disliked the blitz mode. Uh, the fact that blitz mode feels unnecess- like an unnecessary addition. Uh, the lack of cross-save preventing play from shifting devices, uh, and that the lastly, the tutorial isn't quite as comprehensive as it needs to be. And again, I do apologise for completely messing up that word there. I honestly couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> um, uh, is this a, a Vita game or? Um, it's um, um the uh, Vita and PS3, but he you know, like you said, okay, save functionality, which is oh right, yeah, there it is. Be a, a big, uh, big no-no. Um, it's just weird because uh, I, I'm looking at our, our review on PSU.com, by the way. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, there's <laughs> there's a couple screenshots, and I'm like, is this actually the game, or did someone take a picture of their backgammon table or game <laughs> on the table? <laughs> Realistic CGI graphics. I, yeah, I guess so. I'm fooled. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, well, that brings us neatly, guys, into our segment on what we've been playing this uh, uh Mike, before we go, do you mind if we bring up the review from tomorrow? Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Actually, yeah, Ben, take it away. <laughs> um, this review won't go live until Saturday, which is tomorrow for us, but it's two days ago for you guys, so yeah, we're talking from the future past. Um, this is Dragon Ball, right? Yeah, I reviewed Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Z, which has had a lot of hate around it for some reason. A lot of people said, "Oh, I don't like that. That's that's not Dragon Ball. That's slightly different than normal Dragon Ball." Um, <laughs> I don't like that. 
Uh, I wouldn't like that. That's that's just not that's not one on one fighting and the exact same story that we've heard every time. I've given it an eight out of ten because I found it the actual concept really interesting of co op battles. It's like it's not it's still an arena based fight, but you you can actually explore the arena now. It's not just you fighting that small area and that's about it. Uh. Uh, you can have four people versus four people online, or you can do the whole campaign with four people online. It also has cross-play with PS3 and Vita versions. So if your friend's playing on the Vita, you can just join online with him and carry on with his campaign. Nice. It also has cross-save, so if you ever ha- if you do buy both versions, which is one thing I did put as a dislike thing, the fact that there's no sort of cross-buy scheme um, you can cross save and upload and download your data between the PS3 and PS Vita version, which is pretty cool. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I do recommend giving it a try. And I, I say, I um, like interesting take on the main Dragon Ball Z storyline, lots of playable characters, and the full play campaign, which can be a bit laggy at times. But it oh. seems you can pick the best server and. If you do pick the correct server, you won't have that much lag. But if you don't, then expect it. But that can be avoided. Um, what I disliked was the offline co-op or versus. Camera can be a bit of an issue, and graphics, although they look good, could could be a little bit better on the PS3. The Vita version, though, is sublime. Sweet. Uh, who made this game, Ben? Oh, I can't remember now, actually. It's not the normal team, actually. That, it's their first game. Oh, okay, cool. I just won because um, I'm actually entering it into the database as you speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> evil, uh, one sec, I'll have a look for you. Sweet. So um, you um, so you say there's a lot of hate about this game, like among the community and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's called, the developer's called Art Dink. Cool, never Art heard Dink. of them, but oh, cheers. Yeah. It, what's the spelling for that? Uh, Art and then Dink, oh, D-I-N-K. Dink. Okay. <laughs> all one word. Yeah, all one all word. One word. <laughs> he lives at you every day. Uh, uh, see, this is spontaneity at its best on the podcast, people. Yeah. This is what you'll get here. You'll only get it here. <laughs> From the future past. <laughs> From the future past. <laughs> we should rename it, actually. PlayStation Future Past. <laughs> You'd actually be surprised at uh, some of the games these that Art Dink's developed. Um, yeah. the, the reason I know them is because uh, they've been around forever. And they they made a lot of games on um, the original PlayStation that I, I remember playing, including uh, they did the port of Ogre Battle, which if anybody's a wow. strategy game fan, yeah, um, they know that. Uh, they made A-Train, and they actually made a game that uh, I had been thinking about recently of seeing if I could dig it up uh, called Tale of the Sun. And all I remember about it is you're like this caveman guy, and it's sort of like open world, and I think you're just supposed to kind of I don't know, survive or something. I can't. I can't even remember. But uh, I just recognize the name because you know it's Art Dink. But they're pretty. Uh, they've been making a lot of obscure Japanese style stuff forever. Uh-huh. Either way, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball series, I do recommend giving it a pick up because it is. If you if you, if you, you just relax a bit and not focus too much on canon, yes, it is a good game. Also, it's the first time we can actually play a Super Saiyan God Goku, so. Yeah. Is this a game that someone who knows nothing about Dragon Ball can play? Pretty much, yes, because okay. it does still follow the cat, the main actual sort of story of the show from the start. Mm-hmm. 
but because you can have four people in your in your actual you know yeah you know, the battle versus four, chances are sometimes the dialogue will be a bit wrong because it'll be mentioning characters that don't actually exist then. Right. Because you can pick your own characters, so they might go, "Oh look, there's the androids," and you're playing humans. <laughs> Because in the actual story, you'll be fight, you'll be fine the androids, but you did not pick them, so the game doesn't really differentiate between. Them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I think I I played a lot of old games that used to do that. You play as you yeah. play as certain people, but it follows one path, so they yeah. don't. Yeah, I know what you're on about. It's quite funny. Yeah. But a lot uh, of people got a bit iffy about that. I just don't care. It's a game that plays well, that looks good, and is fun. Yeah, why not? That is that is what I care about. Yeah. Fair and enough. I'll have another review next week, but that's all I can say. Cool. Well, we look forward to that. And um, the fact that it'll be the highest score I've ever given a game. Oh, we'll look out for that. Oh, you're a tough yeah. critic. <laughs> I am. I am actually. I hate giving this number. I really do hate giving this number, but I cannot find any flaw for this game I'm playing right now. Well, so I'm, I'm going to have to give it this number, even though I don't want to give it this number because I hate giving it this number. All right, well, you <laughs> but I can't say why else. I, that's all I can say is this number. You, um, <laughs> a number. A number. So look out for it. A number yeah. next week. A number. Yes, you a number. A um, number that exists. Yeah. Um, in space, time, future, past. Um, <laughs> yeah. So guys, um, what we've been playing this week? Um, I, I'll just start off quickly. I was um, finishing up Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. As I said, I made a point of getting 100%, so that's, um, you collect, basically, for you guys you don't know, you, uh, you can raid optional tombs, you collect GPS, um, uh, caches, you, uh, collect, um, like these little, um, relics and stuff, and also documents, like diaries, letters, things like that, and, um, uh, there's, like, various challenges you do, like, um, one of them you have to, like, disable alarms and stuff, and it all, all, that, that all counts towards, um, an overall percentage of how um, on each area. So if you complete everything, obviously you 100% it, as they say. So I've done that for everything now. I've got the trophy. Um, I can see someone's bored. Um, Sorry, I'm just a bit <laughs> sleepy. I just had to say that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 100% it. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, it's, um, yeah, it was immensely satisfying to do that. Um, apart from that, I've been going on The Walking Dead. I'm on PS Vita. I'm... Um, there's obviously there's small decisions and there's large decisions in this one. I've been, I pretty much remember what choices I made last time, but the main ones, obviously, I'm doing the opposite. So, um, actually, no, I better not spoil it for anyone, no. But, um, yeah, I've basically been doing the opposite of what I've done last time, and I'm already quite impressed with the differences because um, they're not like, um, they're quite impacting, which is good because you don't always get that. You have a choice, but sometimes they're not, they, you know, you don't, the repercussions of them are not really that bad. But in this game, they've done a pretty good idea. Some of them are a little bit, you know, that could have been a bit more impactful. But no, overall, it's great. So I'm enjoying that. I also um, been back on War Thunder after a break because I spent about 300 quid on that bloody game nearly because I love it. Um, you're crazy, I know. Um, I'm a World War II buff. What can I say? Um, they've actually just released patch um, uh, 1.37 for the PS4. And um, I took that for a spin, and yeah, it's, it's too much stuff to note. But, um, but overall, it's definitely improved. The way the game plays, the visuals are slightly better. Uh, they've improved uh, the progression system as well, and they've also added, which is really really good, custom battles. Because before on the PS4, you could literally just do random uh, random for online. You could only do random arcade battles, but now you can like choose 
like what type of planes, weather, locations you want, which is really good. It's still missing realistic battles for online and stuff, and the crossplay isn't there yet, but it's getting there, which is the main thing. So, I, um, you know, I really enjoy that game, and I think when it's when it's fully kitted out, it's going to be a bloody it's going to be a bloody good game. I mean, it's already really good. The potential's there, as Louis Walsh from the Exus Factor says. It's all about potential. You have potential. That was a terrible Irish accent there. I know I was for that, <laughs> but yeah. Um, those three games have been taking up my time. I've been dipping into GTA 4 when I can now and then, but it's pretty much been all about Tomb Raider mostly and a bit of War Thunder and Walking Dead. Um, I juggle a lot of games. I'm just glad I don't have a girlfriend right now because she would have dumped my ass a long time ago. <laughs> um, okay, next in line. Um, who wants to go next? Who wants to go next? Um, let's go for the new boy, Michael. Yeah, go uh, New boy. You know, I've been... Um, I've also actually... I just since yesterday, I, I got it yesterday. Um, been playing Tomb Raider, and yeah. um, you know, I I it I played it on I think 360. Yeah, and uh, I actually finished everything, including the multiplayer achievements. Um, I'm actually struggling with should should I even go for the the platinum on? I I gave up on the whole completing games uh, when the PlayStation four was announced. Cause I decided that I wanted to start playing games for fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but no, I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's still a, the same great game that it was on PlayStation three. It just looks a million times better. It runs um, so much, doesn't it? It's so smooth. Yeah. I mean, it's just, as soon as you get in, you can see how, how much better it is. Uh, if you play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you've played, played it on any of the other systems and you're getting into it on the ps4 which by the way is the definitive edition because it does run at uh 60 frames per second um it uh it looks phenomenal um you know really uh i've been so busy with everything else the only other thing that i've really been doing is jumping onto blacklight retribution um which is funny because between the three of us we're all I think pretty heavy into a different free to play game yeah, on the PlayStation VR, 4. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. It's yeah. it's really crazy. Uh I I am really really enjoying Blacklight Retribution. I did the review on that. Um I think uh the week that Ben was hosting a podcast that he talked about that review, he he didn't say my name on that. So uh Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh say my no, name. It's, ben. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh but no i i gave it an 8.5 and um i really like it i still really like it i i'm just kind of actually surprised at how much i'm still playing it uh and i think it has more to do with just the fact that there aren't any games to play on the playstation 4 any new games anyway yeah that'll change um, hopefully soon <laughs> yeah i just i i still find that i really enjoy it um i haven't had to spend much money on it because it just isn't one of those games that you need to. Um, I think I put 10 bucks into it. Uh, I may put some more in cause I think these games, it's only fair that if you enjoy it that much, you know, put a little money in cause, um, at least with zombie studios and, and hopefully you'll see this on the piece that I'm doing, uh, which should be, I think done soon, maybe within the next week. Um, you know, there, the, this, this game and I think, I'm not sure about War Thunder, but I know that Blacklight and Warframe are still in their betas, and they're yeah, still Wolf improving. Yeah, so they're still improving, and any money that that you're paying into them, most likely they're putting back into the development of this game. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you are playing Blacklight and 
you get in a game and some guy is just destroying you um, every game, whether it's on Team Deathmatch or Kill Confirmed or even Capture the Flag, it's probably me. Uh, <laughs> I had a, <laughs> I had a couple games the other night where I went like 37 and 12 and like 30 and 6. And man, that is such a cool feeling. But I also realized one of the things I, I really like about that game is it's not like Call of Duty or other games where uh, you're like your overall stats are tracked, um, you know, as you, your lifetime stats. And I kind of enjoy Uh that because then I find myself obsessing a lot less about those things. Uh, you know, you just get in a game, you, you kick ass and you get out. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I enjoy it. And, um, anybody that wants to get on, um, is more than welcome to, to play with me. That's for sure. And let you destroy them. (laughs) <laughs> yes well if they're on my team they'll be okay but they probably won't uh get very many kills but yeah if you're on the other team you're gonna get destroyed sorry uh, you heard it here first get destroyed <laughs> come on blacklight <laughs> uh cool thanks for that dude um how about you ben obviously we got a little idea from what well, you were speaking about oh, oh, i don't know i think i've been playing warframe i think <laughs> i think was it frame war 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 yeah it's warframe yeah i thought it was I can't frame joke. Warf. <laughs> Um, either way, yes, I actually bought Prime Access this week at last. I kept threatening to do it, but I finally <laughs> broke down and did it. Uh, how much uh, was that? £109. Oh, how much you spent altogether? About 220 I think, altogether. Oh, so at the moment, um, in terms of free so to play... So you can I'm... get yourself a Vita Slim, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I could get my Vita Slim, or I could get this amazing <laughs> scarf that I've got in this game. Scarf. A scarf. <laughs> I have a scarf. You don't uh, have this scarf. I have so this scarf. It's me, Ben, and then Michael in terms of who spent out the most money yeah. on free-to-play games. To be fair, though, there's going to be a sale on the currency soon, so I'll probably buy some more while it's on sale. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think the currency is actually on sale um, in North America. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, you get 20% so. off in America right now, but European yeah. sale has not gone live yet. I actually watched a video of... Um, Ben kicking ass yeah. and taking names on Warframe yeah. is actually pretty damn good. Actually, you were just chucking these yeah. what was it shurikens? shurikens or, yeah. yeah, constantly it was going just yeah dominating it. And with I've some... got a, a new shotgun called the Boar Prime. I got it last night. At last, it's a shotgun <laughs> that's an assault rifle. A shotgun, so it's not a shotgun. It's an assault. Well, rifle. It's, it's, a shot, it's an assault rifle. It's a shotgun. Yeah, that fires as fast as an assault rifle, oh, but yeah. it still does shotgun ammo. Like going down zombies with that, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it also has trophies now on Warframe, which has glitched for me and I can't get 100%. Oh, so yes. they did that patch then? Yeah, that was uh, last week. They added a okay. new character. They added new support for trophies. They've added a uh, new operation, which will end in five days, actually. Oh. Um so they had quite a few new features in update two point uh, update fifteen point five. Does War Thunder have trophies? It doesn't, unfortunately. Okay. But I'm hoping yeah. that will be patched in at some point. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Blacklight doesn't either. But I I'm pretty sure they're just waiting on yeah. a full retail release for that. Well, the trophies on here are pretty much beat get each weapon to level thirty, revive ten people. Mm-hmm. You know, simple stuff. Yeah, I've got. 98% of the trophies but one of them won't actually ding it's annoying me that's because you need to put another 200 pounds into the game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a magical scarf and that's what matters I have a scarf 
You've got Scarf. Cool. I've got a lovely Supermarine Spitfire with 30 millimeter cannons, and Michael's got whatever he has in black light. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually have my own uh, uh, custom uh, armor set. So I, yeah, that's that's what I spent my money on. I just decided to to because in black light, your armor and your attachment to your weapons also affect sort of like your um i don't know what do i want to say like your attributes yeah you know yeah. like how fast you can run and and other things so yeah i i kind of deck my guy out so that uh i'm a little bit more of a you know i guess i i do the sort of call of duty lone wolf st- style of game yeah. uh yeah. play but uh i like to run fast and just be able to you know shoot a lot of people in a short amount of time <laughs> But yeah, I joke about this, but what you actually get with that Prime Axis is you get the Scarf, um, Ember Prime, which normally you'd have to farm for, Sycorus Prime, Glaive Prime, um, 4,400 Platinum, which is 3,000 Platinum alone is 100 quid anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you also get, what was it, uh, 90 days of bonus XP and credits. Any Amazon Prime in there? No, no Amazon Prime yet. <laughs> no Optimus Prime either. Optimus. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, guys. Well, that's um, cool. Thanks for that. Um, what, sorry, did you have anything else to add there, Ben? Uh, I say download Warframe and play it because it's amazing. Okay. Do it. Do download it. Download as well and download Blacklight as well. Yeah. Just download all the games. Yes, they're all free. Them. Come on. Yeah, they're free. Yeah, try it out. Until you spend it, 250 you quid. <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah, I've been playing Dragon Ball Z as well. That cool. was a good game. Yes. And yeah, I, like I kind of bought it, even though I got a review copy. Twice. Well, that's because <laughs> you got the collector's edition, right? Yeah, I got the collector's edition, the Goku edition, which came with a statue of Goku, and the art book. Also, because I bought in game, I got the Super Saiyan Vegito and Bardock as well. Yeah, you're speaking a foreign language to me right now. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that is whatever it is. It's awesome. I, 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 see, I could describe what those are, but then I would probably be describing it for another hour, and we, we don't want this to be Super Saiyan cast or Saiyan cast. <laughs> if you want it, the original name. No, sorry, he's a massive Dragon Ball Z fan. You should definitely talk to my mate, <laughs> uh, Tim. Right? Yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah, he's always going on about it all the time. I'm like, what? I don't understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know who All I... I know is the fact that if you did pre-order it and get day one edition, which you can't now, because, well, it's out a couple of days in the go in America, so you might still be able to find some day one editions. You got a uh, Naruto outfit for Goku, which actually changed some of his looks as well as just his appearance. So his moves were slightly different than the original Goku. All right. Which is pretty cool. That's the guy with the really spiky hair, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, cool. It looks like Cloud on steroids. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I just heads up, Mike. Dane is on. Oh, great! Yeah, I was going to say we we better wrap up now. But um, since, yeah. um, since um, um, Dane is on, guys, um, as I mentioned, he will be here to discuss something quite interesting. So, uh, do you want to bring uh, him in? I shall add him. Okay. Um, we're going to be also um, putting a question towards you guys at the end of the podcast. So stick around. Don't turn off just yet. Hello, and Dane. if anyone got where I got the idea from, hey. you're awesome. Hey, you're joining hey, us now on podcast um, Unchained episode 25 as we're wrapping things up, mate. Because I believe you want to talk to us about something. Is that right? Yes. Have you been pimping it out already, or do I give the no, brand? You get to pimp oh, no, it's we, all you. No, we we, we, we tease them with sexy words. Oh, sexy words. Yeah, I sexy can't, words. I can't compete with sexy words. 
Oh, you can with the sexy book you've got. That, that will compete with the sexy words. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, so as I'm guessing you've already alluded to, um, I stated, what was it, back in July or August that I was writing a book on the podcast, and now it's finally finished. 100% done. It is now live on the Amazon store, Amazon.com. CA, UK, Australia, and all of those. So whichever country you're listening in, you can get it there. It is called The Somber Files, Choice and Consequence, Episode 1, because it's going to be the first book in a series. Epic. And how long did it take Sweet. you to write that? Um, on and off, it took me about seven months. And how long was it? Uh, it is about... Uh, well, that's actually the funny thing. On my Word document, it says it's 280 pages, but on the Amazon store, it says it's 228. So there's, I guess, some type of formatting, but it's a big book. Awesome. It sounds so, like Resident Evil 2's novel, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, so it's about, it's uh, 4.99 American, so it's going to change slightly depending on, like, it's UK. It's about be- 2.30, if I'm rightly, when I bought it. Yeah. Oh no, 3.30, sorry, that was about it, yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit cheaper in the UK, a bit more expensive in Canada and Australia because of the exchange rate, but it's about $5, and it's a big book, so you're getting a good deal. And uh, it's Kindle, so if you don't have a Kindle, you can uh, download a free app from yeah. Amazon, so for either your PC or Mac, your mobile phone, a tablet, or even just the browser. Cool, so, I don't want to do that then. What's, so your, that. Uh, what's your elevator pitch on this? My elevator pitch. I don't yeah. even know what an elevator pitch is. Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> your your twenty second preview. You got twenty seconds in an elevator to sell someone on this. Um. Oh, that's what it is. I've never yeah, heard of that yeah. term before, really? man. Yeah. That, yeah. You're in an elevator with an executive, and you're trying to, you know, pitch him something. You've got just enough time to get from uh, one floor to the next. Oh, just enough time to get from one floor to the next. Are you going to be yeah. timing me? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm on. The- um, okay, well, basically, everyone knows that whoever's been on PSU has probably seen the Sombra Files and Skip and Max and all of them, but it's the same characters, but I put them into, like, a sci-fi dystopian world where uh, they're trying to deal with all of their character flaws and still do their job in the media, but at the same time, the serial killer is wanting them to be the, his biographer, his or her biographer of his crime spree. And so they have to deal with, do we want to help this person by giving him the fame that the person deserves? Or do we try to actually take this criminal down? So they're kind of juggling the ball in this super crazy world we live in now where it's all about ratings and if it bleeds it leads and the morality behind it sweet and oh, there's yeah, a twist as well buy it <laughs> yeah. so and there's a big twist it's not everything in the book is what it seems to be so i don't know how far you've gotten so far chili but not that far sadly i've had a few things to do recently involving that thing that I can't talk about or that that thing that I gave a high score about thing. Yes, uh, but it's uh, I think people will enjoy it. I hope people enjoy it, and uh, it'll definitely it's a book that'll definitely make you think because all the characters have a flaw, and that's what their uh, story kind of revolves around in the book. So it's not a happy go lucky 
like video game type of book where they're heroes and they save the day and everything's great. Mm-hmm. No, they're having to deal with all of their personality flaws and other flaws and try not to just have the world crash down around them. Cool. You know, it's actually funny. I um, I feel quite attached to this, even though I haven't read it, because I edited pretty much all your, or at least read through all your La Sombra Files and Skipper Max articles, Dane. So, you know, I feel quite, um, you know, I, I was always going to, you know, seek out and read this as it is, you know what I mean? Because I've, I've had quite a connection to this sort of stuff. So I'm glad it's come, come into fruition because I know you're, you're very um, adamant, adamant about getting it done and you worked your ass off as well. So congrats. I think a correct, congratulations is, in, um, is um, due, don't you think, guys? And I hope it really sells well. I hope so too. I mean, it was it was a bit hard starting out because of uh, some of the twists and turns. Like you don't really uh, understand how hard it is to write a series until you actually go down and actually start writing it. Because you you get like maybe you get fifty pages done, but then you put in like a plot twist, and then suddenly you're like, does everything before this plot <laughs> twist make sense for this plot twist? And then trying to set it up so that plot twists aren't spoiled early or just giving just enough of a hint that maybe you can see it for the people who are really, really, really looking, but not so obvious that the people just browsing are like, oh man, I did not know this was coming up. So there's a lot of a lot of moving parts. And then once you get done the book, which was really the, um, what's the term they use in the, the gaming industry? When they're the crunch time, crunch time, yeah, crunch time. So, like the last month of January and end of December was basically crunch time because I had a PhD friend of mine edit the book, so he had to edit it, and then he's like, "Okay, this this doesn't work." So then I had to read through the whole book and do a massive edit in like a few days to get it back to him, and then he reads it again and he's like, "Oh, here's some other things to work out." <laughs> And then you got to redo it again. And then finally there's like another edit through and it's like, okay, it's almost done. And then just again. And then even though it's on the Kindle, you have to learn, well, how do I format it for this? So like the day of publishing, I it spent, I thought it was going to be like an hour, but it ended up taking like six hours because I had to like format part of the book because I wanted it to be like, uh, have the chapter start at the top of the page. So then I had to format everything so that the chapter's at the top. But then when it went to the to Kindle, the yeah. first chapter kind of bled into another page for some reason and I couldn't fix it. So then I'm like, oh, well, I'll just change everything else so it doesn't look as stupid. So there's just lots and lots of little things that pop up that you would never really expect. So... I still remember back in December when you suggested I should try writing a novel. <laughs> Nobody yeah. would want to read that. People would, <laughs> man. Your sexy words. Read <laughs> the novel. It would be the most. It'd, it'd be like the. Uh, I don't know. It'd be the most confusing, nonsensical book ever made. From the future past. Yeah, from yeah. the future past. <laughs> but it, if I could actually, instead of like uh, putting the limelight on myself for a second, this, this for the viewers who are listening who actually want to get into writing or the gaming industry. I mean, Kindle, self Amazon self-publishing is probably the best thing mm, because definitely. 
as long as it's not basically porn or hate speech or something, then you can you can get your story out there. And for someone who wants to write for a video game, then what better way than to try and get some of your work up there to show off to like Ubisoft or Bioware or something like that and say, hey, I have this much published. I'm not just some no-name. I actually have work that you can check out. Yeah, very, I think the idea of, of having something um, concrete that you can show uh, whatever you're trying to get into, especially if it's writing, um, you know, there are ways to to get your work out there. Um, and yeah, self-publishing is just one of those ways. So I'm curious, when did the book come out? Uh, technically, it came out on is it last Tuesday. Week or this, oh, this week. Yeah, this so, Tuesday. Um, not that I'm asking you to disclose any numbers, but have can you tell what you've been selling as far as across the various, I guess, Amazons? <laughs> technically... I don't actually know what I'm allowed to say because you have to – I had to sign something. Yeah, I'm, so, I mean I'm not asking you to, for, for numbers or anything, but I'm just curious if you can actually see what your sales are. Yes, um, technically okay. I can see what my sales are, but I don't know when they're actually updated. So right. I don't know when my numbers are technically valid that I've seen. So I've, I've seen them, but I'm like I'll believe it after like a couple weeks. Sure. So that way things are up, like really updated. But yeah, and it and it breaks down by store, so I can see like who bought from the Canada store, who bought from the UK store, who bought from the US store, and so on. So cool. Well, at least you know you got one UK sale because I bought a copy. <laughs> I mean, Mike's not buying a copy. Of course I am. I haven't bought it yet. There you go. <laughs> two there. So that's two. But I know you're gonna enjoy it, Mike, because you know Skip and Max and all of us, their big yeah, like characters said, yeah. in it. Um, and then, what is it? Every character from PSU I made is in the book except for one. Uh, only because I she was only in like two episodes of the, the trophy tournament. So I never bothered to add her yet. But she'll be in the second book. And then I made a whole bunch of new characters just for, for the book itself. So okay. there's lots of stuff. And... Um, it's very female friendly because there's like half of the cast is like women. There's a cool. lot of, I, I was like, when I was writing it, I was like, <laughs> okay, let's see if I can make a book with female characters, uh, that are like somewhat believable and see if it works. So like four of the main characters are like women. So it's very, it's a very racially diverse book. Excellent, Dave. Oh. <laughs> Is there a Spanish guy? Kind of like your podcast. Yes, kind of <laughs> like my podcast. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, would it'll be good if I have a a character in the next book? How do you know you don't already have one? <laughs> oh, I've got to read to find out. Yeah, you got to read to find out. But um, ah. well, you know what? It was funny when I was still writing the Sombra Files, the the weekly on PSU. I actually had a contest up for people to uh, get a character in the series. Uh, sadly, no one actually decided to take me up on that offer. But maybe I will mm. do something like that again this time for the novel uh, but before we go I want to say buy his book 
This isn't because I've got I'm getting a T-shirt in a couple of weeks signed by him, <laughs> but I say buy his book. Yes. Now. Definitely. Well, actually, that brings us to um, we probably better wrap things up now. Dan, you can yeah. stay with us to the end, can't you? It's only a couple. Perfect. Of and just so people know, you'll put up the link for the book and the uh, in the news story for the podcast. Yes, we will. It'll be included there. Yes, among many other things like iTunes as well. Don't forget I, to I was rate about us. About to on... say that iTunes. Yeah, don't forget to rate us on iTunes, guys. It literally takes just a couple of seconds. We really value your feedback. Um, okay. Um, well, to wrap things up, guys. First of all, we're just going to put it to you guys out there. It's very simple. We want you to email us, podcast at psu.com, okay? Podcast at psu.com. What PS4 sequel would you like to see announced this year? It can be any. It could be a sequel to anything. Hell, if you want a Destruction Derby 3 or Croc 3, <laughs> anything like that, as long as it's oh, a sequel to... Croc was amazing. I know, I loved it. Yazoo! Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, he said that, believe me. I remember. Uh, it's as long as it's an established, fran- as long as it's an existing franchise, it can be anything. Like I said, from the PS One days all the way through to like the Last of Us Two or whatever. So just email us, guys. PS- uh, podcast at PSU to cover. We really want some more feedback, guys, and we love to read out your emails too. So please contact us with anything you want. Um, on that well, note, is- I've got one for I've got one for the Michael. What? Medieval, but put the three instead of an e. Oh, very clever, very clever. I'm sure Sony will take you off on that. Take that, Sony. You know, you shouldn't just give these away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should um, I know, I'm hasten just, it. Such a, such, such a stellar... Yeah, it was. It was very good. You should patent it. Uh, <laughs> um, also, guys, today is um, Final Fantasy VII's 18th anniversary in Japan, guys. And um, we've actually put it to... Uh, we actually did an article article on this earlier today. We put it to you guys just to share some of your memories and stuff. And I've got a couple of them here to read out. Um, I take it most people have played Final Fantasy on the podcast here. Final Fantasy Seven, that is. Yes? Oh, yes. yes. Good, good. Okay, well, we've got some... <laughs> I just love reading these name, names out. I just feel so stupid for some reason. First of all... Um, <laughs> Bangarang <laughs> says, uh, taking the first step out of Midgar and into the open world and then learning that the world continued underwater. That's one of his memories. Uh, Joshua says, I cried when Ares died, not afraid to admit it. And then uh, Blackman85 said, same, same, a man tear came down my cheek. <laughs> I tried many things based on BS rumors trying to revive her. And believe, yes, I do remember, Blackman, I do remember a lot of rumors about being able to revive her with Game Shark codes and all this stuff. But alas, it was just, as you said, BS. So um, as for me, um, I got it in, um, uh, I think uh, maybe about, I played it about a year after it came out. And um, I never played a Final Fantasy game before or since, believe it or not. But I loved it. Um, I'm not going to go into it. I mean, we've heard over the years, people have said everything there is to say about Sim, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I still play it to this day. In fact, I downloaded it on Vita recently. So I'm looking forward to giving it another spin. Um, how about this small thing? A little mm. fact that a lot of people don't know, probably. Yeah, go. Um, the cross-dressing scene in the European version was actually removed. Well, at least most of it was removed for the American release. Really? Yes, because they were worried that having cross-dressing might offend certain people in the America. That was in um, uh, Wall Market, isn't it? Wall Market? Is that the name? Yeah. yeah. What, what happens in it, then? What does Cloud do? Uh, he still does a bit of cross-dressing, but it's just the fact that a lot of the stuff he gets oh. isn't the same as our version. Oh, okay, because we get... Like, like, we could get, like, panties. Panties, yeah, from, lingerie yeah. and tiara and the whole shebang, basically, yeah. Yeah, if I, I, I don't know if all the details, but all I know is some of it was not in the original... Like, the room 
there's a room where you can actually sneak into where there's actually quite a bit of oh, not graphical. Is that but, the honey yeah. bee in? Yeah. Yes, yeah, basically a lot of yeah, a lot of hanky pinky got. Yeah, I think <laughs> if I'm right, a lot of that got cut out of the American yeah. version and as also, well. Actually Ben, actually just really quickly I'm not too sure about this, but you can clarify which version of the game didn't have the weapons in it, the 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 ruby and the emerald weapon because they were American version again. It was the American version. So we so was that added in eventually or no, it was never released or added to the American version of Seven. So they shit. So they never actually had ruby weapon or emerald weapon. Nope. Holy crap! Wow. Really? They, Square used to do that a lot actually. With like um, yeah. with Final Fantasy X, we got penance and the Dark Aeons. Well, America did not. So well, the the original Japanese version obviously didn't have that. Um, yeah. The US yes. didn't because it came out. You know, I don't know. I, I guess almost a year later, and then. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese version uh, they came out with International, which yeah. had the weapons. Yeah, yeah. And um, I believe the only time it's been available in the U.S. is uh, probably on the Steam version that you can get now, or well, anyway. Yeah. Um, that was it. Yeah, sorry, you can get on the Steam version. Yeah, now, but back then you couldn't. Yeah. Oh, well, um, the amount of times I oh god, trying to beat him. I can beat Ruby Weapon. I've got my own strategy, but I just can't beat Emerald Weapon. I can't remember the strategy to beat. Uh, it was pretty easy, but you've had to get the underwater material from... Um, what you had to do was use uh, Morph on ghost ships on the reactor to Medill. Yeah, yeah. And then you take the... I think it was the underwater guidebook yeah, to the guy the, in Calm. Yeah, the old geezer. Yeah. And, yeah, and then he gave you some underwater material, yeah. which was actually in the Japanese version originally. Right. But because there was no Reason emerald to use weapon, <laughs> there was no, it had no actual use. It was just a material with no use. Alright, well there we go. Um, well, thanks for that, guys. Just reflecting there a bit. Um, I think, um, yeah, we're pretty much at the end now. Is there anything... You, uh, we don't have any emails to read out this week. Um, nothing from our super fan font. I think he's, he mentioned he was a bit busy lately. I think... Actually, I think he said he got... He ended a competition to win a PS4, and I think he said he got ripped off or something. Yeah, he says, um, Sorry I haven't shown much love to the site, the majority to members of EG, but enter... I, Enter a contest, and I won the PS4. Excited that I was going to play with my buddies. Come to find out that it was a scam, so he felt um help putting all that he felt hurt putting all that work to win. Um, obviously he's not referring to PSU. Um, he, he's <laughs> talking about another site. <laughs> yeah, of course not, no, because we gave we gave we given oh. away one PS4 so far. Um, and we're giving away another. We are giving away another, which transitions. Yes, um, uh, Ben, do you want to actually tell us about that? I don't know much about it to be honest. I did accidentally <laughs> leak it kind of in the last podcast oh yes it's with Argos isn't it UK recently yeah I kind of said it by accident because I meant to mention the Adam Venture Chronicles giveaway oh okay Um, but I kind of was thinking of a different game at the PS4 at the same time so I kind of sort of um, but all you have to yeah, go, all you have to do is go to psu.com, and yep. there is an article on the front page that you can click yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, it's just a matter of telling us your favorite PS4 game, and uh, you just need to post uh, in the comments, or actually, you can even tweet uh, to at psu.com. That's spelled out uh, psu.com with the hashtag uh, win APS4. And while we're talking about that, let's mention. Our, I think we should mention our favorite PS4 games, just because, just quickly. I think, just so um, people know. Mine would be um, actually mine would be War Thunder. <laughs> yeah, Warframe. <laughs> Blacklight. Blacklight. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, Dane, obviously, you haven't got a PS4 yet, have you? 
No, but you're saying what what one am I looking forward to the most? Sure. Um yeah. Yakuza oh, Yushin. Oh awesome. Of course, Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I heard Warframe, sorry. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, Yakuza okay. Warframe. There you go. Yeah. Best of both worlds, Julie. <laughs> oh that'd be that'd be an amazing game actually. I I'd I'd buy that. <laughs> I'd buy two copies. <laughs> Even if it was only in Japanese? Yes, I would. Oh, oh. Well, guys, um, that's been episode 25. Um, yeah, don't forget to um, write us on iTunes, guys, and also tweet us. Uh, what's, uh, uh, the Twitter is um, at PSU.com. Is that right? Because I don't actually use Twitter. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. And also we're on Facebook as well. But you can also show us some loving by contacting us individually. Um, you can talk, uh, contact Ben at... Uh, ben Hall at PSU.com. Or for those who have Twitter and like to tweet words, uh, my... User account is chili underscore UK. Uh, you can contact me at mike.harridance at psu.com. Um, I do not have Twitter. Um, however, you can contact uh, Michael Martin at michael.martin at psu.com. And you can also hit me up on Twitter at nefariousmike. Um, nice. And yeah, uh, yeah, you can tweet words um, to me also, but uh, <laughs> pictures as long as it's not gross. <laughs> and well, finally that... you can contact our host with the most early today not today because he's not a host so he doesn't have any most <laughs> oh, <my> most? <laughs> you can contact Dane at uh, on email uh, dane.smith at psu.com or at twitter at lasombrafiles l-a-s-o-m-b-r-a f-i-l-e-s you've always got the most with us definitely yes. you'll always be our host with the most <laughs> even if you're not the host yeah even if you're not the host um, okay I think that about wraps things, uh, wraps things up guys um, we, uh, do you want any shout outs quickly guys <clears throat> um, my usual shout outs to all my followers uh, big shout out to it's, it's Chin Soon Sun at, at, at It's Chin for Soon, being on yeah, the podcast Chin, a few weeks ago yes how are you doing um, I won't say his name but we will have a special guest in the next few weeks possibly for March as well Awesome. Which I cannot reveal. I can't say anything because I'm setting dates yet, so I do not know myself. Yeah, um, I like it. <laughs> but Crimson Canucci is my favourite person on Twitter, pretty much. Uh, hello. Is that a chick or a guy? It's a chick. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apart from that, there's not many more shout outs for me. Okay, I want to shout out to um, all you guys actually on the podcast. Thanks for joining me again, guys. And I've just got an announcement that my, you are now running on reserve battery power. Okay, um, <laughs> my, my, my Mac. Um, uh, Dane, Michael, any shout outs quickly? Can we um, I'll friend? just give a shout out quickly to my family and friends who've uh, been great moral support during this entire entire book process and to you guys at the site for all the support and especially to all the fans who have been listening to me on the podcast for many months and hopefully you buy the book and enjoy the book and tweet me about the book at any time because I'm always interested in talking about that stuff awesome how about you Michael anything um, just check us out on PSU.com. Anybody that reads uh, the website or listens to the podcast, uh, we really appreciate the the support there. Um, and uh, Zombie Studios for taking some time to answer some questions for an upcoming piece that I've got, as well as uh, Cellar Door Games, who took the time to answer some questions for a piece that I did, re- uh, not review, um, posted 
that you can see on the front page. Um, they did Rogue Legacy, which is coming to all the PlayStation systems at some point this year. Uh, how selfish. What a lovely chap. <laughs> um, okay, guys, that's been episode 25. I'm your host, Mike Harrods, and my co-host, uh, Ben. Thanks for joining me. And Dane and Michael, it's been great. Uh, ben, do you, have you ever watched the two Romneys before? Um, no, but I will have to look it up now. Oh, okay. I was just hoping you might know their quote, but since you don't, I can't end it on an awesome note, unfortunately. Because oh, there's a well, really cool. I, I'm still going to end it with my own. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, let's put the let's put the end into Ben yeah. for this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Take Thank it God. Away. Thank God. For me. Later, chaps. And Dane's book. <laughs>